hi listeners, and welcome to the True Crime Weekly Podcast, a podcast that is based in San Diego and hosted by me, Alina Trujillo, and my producer, Jose Fernandez. This is a podcast where I will be bringing you stories of murders, infamous cases, and unsolved mysteries. During a welfare check, officers open the chest freezer to find the bodies of two women. This is the story of the tragic murders of Henriette Sucks and Marikan Mustafa. Henriette, also known as Henny, was born in Hungary in 1984. In the late 2000s, she left her homeland after the marriage with the father of her children ended. She went to Germany and then went to the UK in 2012, where she worked as a sex worker in London. Henny became pregnant, so she ended up going back to Hungary, and that's where she gave the baby up for adoption. Shortly after that, she started dating a Hungarian man, and they decided to move to Birmingham in 2014. Unfortunately, it didn't work out, but before abandoning her, he took Henriette's passport and birth certificate. Henriette ended up moving back to London, where she unfortunately got into an abusive relationship. So she's just having like a really bad streak. But how did she go back to the UK? Wasn't her ID stolen? Or not stolen, but he took it, right? Yeah, he took it. I'm assuming she was able to get that sorted out. Okay. (laughs) From there, though, she actually ended up being homeless and she ended up going to a welcome center where they mm-hmm. were able to help her out. And staff from the welcome center actually described her as always smiling, always cheery, definitely always in a positive mood, mm-hmm. regardless of the actual circumstances that she was dealing with. Yeah, and it seemed like she already had been through a lot. Yeah, definitely. And they kind of categorized her as a person that was extremely vulnerable. Okay. And... They also thought that she may have suffered from mental illness because of all the trauma that she has, that she actually has endured through her life. Mm-hmm. Well, in early 2015, things started to kind of turn around a bit, started to get a little bit more positive. She was enjoying group activities, and she was even considering starting a college course. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it looks like it was really starting to get more positive for right. her. Right. But literally within just a few months, she had to come under control of a violent man. Oh, no. Okay. And he actually forced her to be a sex worker like she was Mm. before. So at this point, she was bruised, thin, and addicted to drugs, too. Oh, no. And in February 2015, she told the police that she had been raped by another man. It's actually a former boyfriend of hers, David Dallison. Mm -hmm. This individual had previously been arrested on four separate occasions for assaulting Henriette. Now, the Crown Prosecution Service didn't initially authorize the rape charge. At least not at first. It did happen eventually, but police then lost contact with Henriette, and the case was just discontinued. That's horrible. Yeah. So in January 2016, Henriette was admitted to hospital after falling from the fifth floor balcony (gasps) of David Dallison's apartment. Oh my god. This guy again, right? Five floors. I can't can't picture that. She suffered multiple injuries, including broken ribs and a fractured shoulder. Oh, my gosh. So she survived. She survived. Wow. So she described a violent attack and David was arrested on suspicion of attempted murder. And at this point, the rape charge was also reinstated. Good. So while Henrietta was in the hospital, she actually met Zahid Jonas, mm-hmm. a fellow patient, and she found him to be very kind and affectionate. And she started really falling for this guy. Mm-hmm. Henriette, after, soon after, moved into a safe house outside of London for victims of trafficking and modern slavery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so after living there for a while, 
Henriette told the safe house that she was going to move in with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And that was, again, this Zahid guy. But he didn't want to give the address to the police or any other agency. Like He was very specific to her about that. She also insisted to staff at the safe house that her boyfriend did not have any abusive personality traits. Because remember, like she's kind of been dealing with a lot of abusive right. relationships in different ways. Right. So she could just be falling back into the same pattern. But question. So... You're saying that he didn't want anybody to have the address where she was going to be moving into? Right. That's kind, kind of, of a flag, red flag. <laughs> right. So, but I mean, I don't know what the rules are over there and, and mm-hmm. you know what can or should be discussed or disclosed. Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming it's not a requirement to disclose that, right? Well, unfortunately, her boyfriend was not a good man. Zahid, nicknamed Boxer, because oh, he actually no. loved the sport of boxing. Okay. Um, he was actually a convicted sex offender with oh a my really God. long history of violence against women. Oh okay. Stemming back to when he was pretty much a teenager. And I'm assuming, obviously, she didn't know that, right? Yeah, she didn't know. He was just charming her right, to exactly. get in. Exactly. Okay. So he was actually being monitored by police who had classified him as medium risk. So a medium risk offender, which I think we kind of classify that over here in the United States, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Really, I, from what I'm seeing here, and, you, and we'll go over next, I don't think he'd be medium. It seems like it's way more severe than that. Mm-hmm. So since his teens, Zahid would get into women's lives by pretending to be this charming and kind person mm-hmm. before really revealing his true nature. Which I feel is usually pretty typical, right? Of a man to do just charm their way in and then all of a sudden, you know, little by little, they start isolating the woman and... Exactly. Right. Isolating. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the next word I was going to say was then taking them prisoner. Right. So, um, again, there's a long list of women and girls, most of them highly vulnerable. So they kind of like fit this MO of, mm-hmm. you know, having troubled in that particular portion of their life mm-hmm. for whatever reason, whether it's drugs or other personal reasons mm-hmm. or maybe in their age, you know? Right. So Henriette wrote letters between March and September of 2016. And they kind of showed her initial feelings of love. Like she was infatuated with this guy. Mm -hmm. But then it kind of started like going downhill where she would describe him kind of uh, criticizing her, bringing her down, isolating her, Mm -hmm. bullying, and eventually leading to violence and abuse. That's horrible. Uh And like I said, he isolated her completely. She couldn't talk to any friends, anybody. And I feel like a lot of times what happens with women, too, it's that, you know, with victims of this nature, there's some sort of shame that they feel also. And that's usually caused by the person that is isolating them, you know, which is right. It's just it's a very dangerous thing. Absolutely. It's like almost like, how do you get out of it? Mm hmm. So now going back to David Dallison, he mm-hmm. was ready to go to court and she was scheduled to go, mm-hmm. obviously because he's going to be on trial, mm-hmm. but she didn't show up and she kind of made some excuses. But the real reason is because Zahid, he was kind of not letting her go. Oh so God. obviously that kind of changed a lot of things there, right? Right. On that, that court case. Oh, man. So... The judge didn't want to delay the case any longer. And because of that, they kind of lost contact with Henriette. Mm -hmm. And they just released David. So he pretty much got away with it. Right. There was no justice that was served. None at all. Oh, my God. That is so frustrating. And she wanted to attend, right? It's not that 
she she just couldn't, right? Yeah, I just don't think that... I don't know that she couldn't or if it was just out of pressure or what. Mm-hmm. Maybe just the need to please whatever needs that Zahid was making her feel. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it was just, no, you can't go. That's and I think awful. that was just related to everything in her life. Right. Not just because it was this court case. She just can't go anywhere. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. So, at that point, they kind of lost contact with her, like I said. So, the next time, actually was any sighting of Henriette was in August of 2016. On that occasion, she was briefly spoken to on the street while in company of Zahid. And he was getting a penalty notice for having a marijuana possession by the police. So no one reported Henriette missing or honestly, nobody really went looking for her. And unfortunately that was the last time that anybody would see her alive. Oh, Okay. On November 11th of 2016, Zahid bought a large chest freezer, and he actually used this to hide Henriette's body. Oh, man. On November 10th, Henriette's body was hidden in a cupboard, okay? And the reason I'm telling you this is because while she was, her body, her deceased mm-hmm. body was hidden in this cupboard, two officers actually visited Zahid's apartment to check up on him because, of course, he was a convicted sex offender. So uh-huh. they were doing like the regular checks. Okay. So as they were doing the regular check, her body was actually in the apartment, but obviously they didn't notice it. Oh my God. So there was no smell. There was nothing to tip them off. Yeah. Nothing to, to tip them off. And you said that nobody had reported her missing, right? No, unfortunately. I mean, I guess you kind of tell she seemed to go back and forth from Hungary to different parts of, mm-hmm. of the UK quite a bit. So mm-hmm. I guess that lifestyle didn't really make for... Her not to be in contact maybe with somebody okay. for a long period of time. Right. This was maybe not out of the ordinary. Right. So 36-year-old Zahid is just an arrogant person. Okay. Mm-hmm. He promoted himself online as a singer-songwriter, which is a bunch of bullshit. That's not <laughs> what he is. He was, the reality is he was a thief and a con artist. Mm-hmm. The only work that he actually did was he occasionally worked like in the market transporting stuff, but nothing like remotely close to what singer. he was saying. No, not a singer. <laughs> And, you know, and now we're going to play his record. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No thanks. Yeah, he just has a long history of abusing women. So, mm-hmm. so I kind of want to go over next. And in 2001, a 16-year-old college student from East London met Zahid. Mm-hmm. And she actually became pregnant by him. At first, he seemed very attentive and loving. But, like, kind of similar to what happened to Henriette. Mm-hmm. That kind of just changed. Right. You know, he turned angry, paranoid, and jealousy would take over. Mm. At what point, he actually locked her in a cupboard. <gasps> and he would only release her when she agreed to have sex with him. Oh. So, another time, he violently attacked her while they were out. And then called her mother using really like obscene, hateful language to describe her daughter. Oh, my God. And shouted at that the teenager would be lucky to get home. <gasps> So I can't even imagine being a parent and hearing those words, you know, like that's just so messed that up. <laughs> right. That must have been very scary for the parents to hear. Absolutely. So that was, this was the last time the victim saw Zahid until mm-hmm. a couple of, a couple of years later when he turned up at her apartment mm-hmm. where she was living with her, with her child. Mm-hmm. Right. He grabbed her by the throat and threatened to take the child to Pakistan. So police were actually contacted and the woman was rehoused for her safety Mm -hmm. and police were contacted and the woman was 
rehouse for safety, but she didn't really hear from police officers there on after. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of it. Like nothing, nothing was charged or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So even more disturbing around the same time, um, 19 year old Zahid started grooming. I hate to say that word. Cause I don't know how else to put it, but he was kind of grooming a 12 year old girl. <gasps> To kind of be his next victim. 12 years old. 12, and he was 19. It was disgusting. Yeah. So within a year, he was sexually abusing her, locking her in his apartment, away from her parents, controlling every move that she would make. That's horrible. And subjecting her to violence just on a daily basis. Oh, my God. In 2004, when she was 14, they married in an Islamic ceremony at an East London mosque. Mm Mm-hmm. But get this, she had no idea what was really happening. She didn't know that's what she was doing. She didn't understand Arabic. And she was also just very young. Oh, so during the wedding, she didn't know it was her actual wedding. Like, Right. That's what I understand. That's Yeah. She just wasn't understanding. And let alone that she's so young to even make a decision like that. Right. The girl was reported missing by her parents. And Zahid was arrested and charged with assault, false imprisonment and sexual activity with a child but he was acquitted what okay? he was acquitted which is just shocking to me how and that's not the first time we'll continue going through this and it's just unbelievable but why how do we know we don't know <laughs> can you tell my silence <laughs> yeah i mean i we have more details about other stuff but that one i, I have no idea it just oh doesn't make sense i'm not sure if it's just the system failing right failing what. her Oh, man. So it gets even worse because right after his release, he began sexually abusing her again. He continued to beat her even after she became pregnant. Okay. Mm -hmm. So she was brave enough to call police and Zahid was charged with a string of offenses relating to now this girl and the previous one. How old is this girl? Do we know? Well, this is when I was very young. In 2004, she was 14. Okay. So now in 2007, Zahid is facing trial, but he was able to avoid a conviction on 26 charges. 20? Yeah, so 26 different charges that he was able to get out of. But he all did of them? Plead, no, not all of them. Oh. He did plead guilty to one sexual offense and one assault against one of the victims. Mm-hmm. And Zahid then agreed to a plea deal in relation to the other victim. So, bottom line is. He didn't spend a lot of time in prison over this. Okay. He was shortly released from, from prison. And soon thereafter, he kind of started going this cycle again. He met another teenager. She was 17 years old and quickly moved in. Oh my God. And quickly moved himself into her apartment. Yeah. So. Sorry. That is just so frustrating because so many victims now, all because the system failed each one of them. Each time. hundred percent. You know, and now here's another victim. It's just, it's, it's horrible. That's awful. And I wish you can say, I can't even tell if it's escalating. Just each one of these victims is just has an awful story because of this. It gets worse and worse. Yeah. It's just terrible. So this last victim said that she actually stated, and I quote, at first it was okay. And then it was not nice. It was nasty and it was evil. Mm -hmm. And I was trapped. End quote. He isolated the teenager, became violent, raped her, and it was just a constant. Mm-hmm. So this poor girl was attacked with knives, hammers, and a barbecue fork. Oh, my God. She was even burnt with a lighter. 
she even suffered a like a really bad triple arm fracture. What? Yeah, and she was rendered unable to walk after being thrown from a window to the street below. Like oh it was my just God. brutal, absolutely brutal. And so, so he had already thrown somebody from a balcony. No, this that was a different guy. Oh. That was a different guy. That was oh, that uh, was David the... guy. Oh, from okay. The previous victim from oh, Henriette. Oh my God. So it's just honestly, this whole story is full of a lot of tragic things. Mm-hmm. So this young woman, she was from a Muslim home, mm-hmm. and she, previously she had chosen not to wear any type of religious clothing, mm-hmm. but she began wearing a burqa to hide her, you know, all the damage on her body. And I say damage because it's like, that's literally what it is from everything she's going through. Right. She refused to take it off even when she was with her mother and sisters because, mm-hmm. you know, to hide everything. Right. Zahid actually threatened to kill her family and distribute videos of her being sexually abused if she told anyone about what was going on. So Uh, kind of that mental, physical, mental abuse, like everything. Well, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine. Obviously, you wouldn't want anything like, obviously, you wouldn't want anything to happen to your family, yet alone distribute videos of, you know, being sexually assaulted that's just yeah, it goes horrible back to that shame, you know that you were talking about earlier that's horrible i mean luckily her mother managed to take her from the apartment oh good and bring her back home and the police were called the poor girl was trapped she actually said and i quote in my heart i kept praying i felt like god answered my prayers and my mom came to my house oh my gosh just got chills so bad oh man it's just awful her sister said that when the burqa was removed it was the worst image she had ever seen in her life oh that's horrible you just imagine Uh, yeah so according to medical examination it was recorded that she had more than 70 different injuries (gasps) 70 70 wow yeah it's just horrendous so despite all of this Zahid eventually agreed to admit to three offenses. Okay. Oh, you son of a bitch. Grievous bodily harm. Mm-hmm. Assault occasioning actual bodily harm. And unlawful wounding. But did you hear anything about rape or sexual assault? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. That was purposeful, right? Mm-hmm. So in 2008, Zahid was sentenced to less than five years in prison. Oh, you son of a bitch. Why? Because the judge accepted the basis of his pleas. Oh. He accepted that there was mm-hmm. no rape or sexual assault. Oh, my God. So I don't know if this like he knows what he's doing when it comes to that or how to work his system or what, but he keeps on getting away with this shit. And it's right. really aggravating. Uh, no, it is because that's unfortunate for, again, all these girls that, you know, once again, maybe if the system would have failed them and they would have gotten justice, maybe there wouldn't have been that many that had fallen victim into his own hands, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And there's another teenager that had, again, very similar experience. I don't have details. Mm-hmm. I think the name was just omitted mm-hmm. in the research that I could find. But the same thing. She was imprisoned. She was attacked with a hammer and a crowbar. And again, no further action was taken by the police oh on this one. So, so frustrating. I don't know if that had to do with the timing thing or, or what mm-hmm. with the case that was already you know, taking place mm-hmm. and him already going to prison or what was going on there. But again, he's just getting off one thing after another. Mm-hmm. And there was actually another woman that disappeared, but I'm going to tell you more about her after this commercial break. 
That was fantastic, Jose. You want to know what I just did? What'd you do? I just tried. I opened up, and you don't get any. I opened up the new wine that I received from Wine of the Month Club. So do you, Jose, want to treat yourself or someone special to great wines month after month? I would love to. Well, now you can with Wine of the Month Club. With Wine of the Month Club, you get three different bottles of rare international wine every month. You get to choose from all red, all white, or mixed. You can also choose to do a package every two months or three months if that's a better option for you. And every package ships with their monthly newsletter covering your selections and our listener favorites. Fun facts! We are a proud affiliate, which means if you go to truecrimeweeklypodcast.com forward slash support the show and click on the wine of the club month link and sign up we will earn a commission you can support the show and get wine delivered to your door by using promo code holiday 15 to get 15 dollars off any four month club or you can use promo code holiday 20 for 20 dollars off any six months club which sounds like a win-win to me you get to stay home during this covid19 pandemic quarantine by yourself and your wines. And they ship free. What? Hey, Jose. So you know that during this pandemic, it could even be scary to go to the grocery store sometimes? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you can save yourself that trip using Instacart. Instacart delivers groceries in as fast as one hour. Instacart highlights deals to help you save money. They find everything you usually buy. You can get smart suggestions for new items. They even pick the freshest produce and they keep your eggs safe too. We are a proud affiliate of Instacart. So head over to truecrimeweeklypodcast.com forward slash support the show and click their link. Merrick Ann Mustafa, known as Jan or MJ, was a mother of three in her late 30s from London. She became increasingly vulnerable as a result of her addiction to drugs. So it sounds kind of similar to mm-hmm. Henriette, right? Mm-hmm. Her confidence was down. Her life was kind of spiraling in a negative way. Now, because of her addictions, it meant that she had to come in contact with criminals like Zahid Yonis. Mm-hmm. Okay? He lived near Jan and some of her family, actually. And they had actually been seen together. And there was also phone records between the two. Mm-hmm. In early May of 2018, her family saw her for the last time at her mother's home. And after that, she just vanished. Within days, she was reported missing by her worried family. Mm -hmm. The Mustafa family conducted their own investigations and appeals for information, followed by potential sightings themselves. Mm -hmm. And they tried to generate media coverage because they felt like they weren't getting enough support from the police. Yeah. Good. Good. So they went to the media for help. That's good. Okay. And it's kind of strange. Evidence passed to the police by the family didn't appear to be fully examined, including Jan's old cell phone, Mm -hmm. which would have shown that she had been in contact with Zahid in late April. And on the last day, the phone was used Mm -hmm. and just before she went missing. So all these times she had contact with Zahid, right? Mm -hmm. Which would make you think, well, maybe let's try to find this guy, right? Right. Let's question him. Let's get him in. Let's go. Come on. And another thing is that that phone, the last time it was used, was actually in an area close to Zahid's apartment. Mm-hmm. So, again, this is kind of all after the fact. Mm-hmm. So, it's just... But it was there. It was information that they could have investigated and found. And right away. Them. Yeah, right away. Oh, my gosh. In having possession, right? Right. So, in July of 2018, officers responsible for monitoring 
Zahid actually visited his apartment mm-hmm. and asked him about Jan, mm-hmm. who he actually admitted knowing, but only through a friend. So he was told that if he saw Jan, you know, just let us know. So these police officers, again, regulars was Zahid because they have to do regular checkups, right? Because mm-hmm. Oh, you mean the, they're the usual um, officers that go and check up on him? Yeah, because okay. he's a sex offender, mm-hmm. right? But with that, he also tended to call the police himself for a lot of different reasons. There's actually a record that he contacted them at least 26 times. For what? Like other nonsense, you know? It doesn't really specify, but (laughs) his own complaints. You know what I mean? Gone. Yeah, at this point in time, he has a freezer with a body in it. And he's making these phone calls? Yeah, no shame that the police department can show up. How about you don't call the cops if you're hiding a body? Yeah. So get this. He even spent time in jail at the end of 2018 for assaulting an officer. What? So he even spent time in jail while this, you know, body's still in the freezer. Like, I just, it's mind boggling to me. Okay, hold on. So he's hiding the body in the freezer. Mm -hmm. He keeps on calling the cops. We don't know why, but he keeps on calling the cops. Then he decides to assault a cop. And he goes to jail for that. And he goes to jail all while the body's still being hidden in his freezer. Yeah. What? What? That's just bizarre. It is. Like, how? No. So okay. get this. How the, all that comes down to conclusion. Okay. So the freezer is actually discovered by accident. Okay. Zahid had befriended an elderly Christian woman mm-hmm. to get money out of her. Because that's all the only reason. he's a con. Yeah. So he lied to her in order to obtain money. And that's that. But in April of 2019, after he failed to contact her for a few days, mm-hmm. she reported him to the police as a missing person. <laughs> so she was like worried for this guy. She was worried. Yeah. yeah. So officers then went to his apartment to check for his welfare, just do a welfare check. Mm-hmm. And they gained entry through a window and came in. And then they came across a locked freezer in a cupboard. And the police officer had a weird feeling about it. You think? So he opened it up out of concern, thinking that, oh, no, maybe this guy was put in here. They killed and put in here. I don't know. It had a padlock and there was a bad odor coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, instead, they found the bodies of Jan and Henrietta in that freezer. Oh, both of them were. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, my God. There. That's horrible. So the other poor girl that was missing, mm-hmm. she was also fell victim to him, too. So finally, even though he was getting away with everything, mm-hmm. not this time. He was given a life sentence with a minimum term of 38 years. I mean, how could you get away with that? Yeah. There's I mean, like, if he would have gone away with that, I would have been really mad. <laughs> I mean, he's I, it was such so frustrating. an arrogant idiot oh, that he was still trying to get out of it through trial. But luckily he didn't this time and he did receive a life sentence. If you want to look at pictures and want more information on the cases we cover, you can head over to truecrimeweeklypodcast.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at podcasttruecrimeweekly. And please don't forget to support the show by going to truecrimeweeklypodcast.com forward slash support the show. And I would truly love it and appreciate it if you leave a five-star review and subscribe onto Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. The only way that people find out about us is through subscribers and reviews. Thanks for listening.